0: you are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices.
1: Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in him and it's hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only
0: one in your camp with cheese. You
1: pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep, nice No names, these are just theories if you hear me, baby It's home, you must admit it's kind of eerie, baby Like Kim in the sky What's up, everybody? Welcome to the day with Trey I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And I'm in my home studio today uh, Just dealing with a little stuffy nose I'm fine, I'm all good, y'all But I wanted to make sure that I keep it at home today So I want to welcome you into my home studio Of course, uh, I'm excited We're going to be going over some topics today. It is Wise Wednesday, so we need to hear from our guy, Brian Callanan, over at the Seattle Channel on what's going down tonight on Seattle News, Views, and Brews, uh, right here at 7 o'clock on Converge Media. So, of course, we'll kind of tap in with him. And then I'm excited because we have been out in the community, Converge continues to care and shine a light on these amazing Black-owned businesses right here in our community. So we get to share a couple of those with y'all today. But of course, it is the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share this stream right here. That's right. Go ahead, tag and share the stream, y'all, with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you can't watch us, don't worry, we got you covered. You can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever one is your favorite. You name it, search for us. Y'all will find us there. Well, uh, you know, If Brian and I were together, y'all know we will be diving deep into the topics that are going to be covered on tonight's episode of Seattle News, Views and Brews. But let's hear what Brian had to say about what's going down tonight.
2: Hey, Trey, good to be with you. And I'm sorry I can't be in the studio with you today, but we've got a lot of good things coming up on Seattle News, Views and Brews tonight on Converge at seven o'clock. One of the big things we're talking about is a new report from the Seattle Police Department about crime, and this is a big one, because they put this report out just a short while ago. They actually reviewed it with the City Council's Public Safety Committee just yesterday, and this was a big deal because what they're talking about is a rise in crime, a general rise in crime, about 4% in between 2021 and 2022. However, the biggest part of it, I think, and a lot of people know this already, but violent crime is at a 15 year high shootings and shots fired are at an all time high. So the council is looking at some different ways to really challenge our new police chief, our new permanent police chief, Adrian Diaz, to come up with some better solutions there. So this is going to be a constant process here. But looking at this benchmark report from the Seattle Police Department, that's a really big deal. And they want to make sure that they're focusing specifically on some neighborhoods where this is happening. The Chinatown ID saw a huge increase in shots fired. And also a lot of this activity is happening around homeless encampments. That's what the chief is saying. So it's a rather delicate balance there trying to figure out, okay, we need to treat the problem of homelessness and make sure we're getting people the help they need. But how do we keep that criminal side of this equation? out of the equation so they can make sure they're helping people and arresting the people who need to be arrested. Also, in terms of what we're talking about this week, we're talking about that social housing measure measure 135. It was on the ballot. A lot of people voted for it. As you saw in the early returns, more than 50% of people are voting for it. So it's got a good chance to pass here. And a lot of people in Seattle like voting for these types of initiatives. So we'll see where this goes. But we're talking about some of the ramifications of that. And what's going on with that in terms of what that means for housing providers in our region? Still a bit of an unsettled picture right now because this is something that would establish a whole new public development authority. What does that look like? What does that mean for housing? It's not going to be something that's immediate. This is a process that's going to take years to get off the ground. So something to be aware of as you track that vote With 135 over the next week or so. We're talking about a few other things at the state level, too. But there is one issue that David brought up. He, of course, is the transportation reporter for the Seattle Times. And he's talking about the number of times that cars and trucks, vehicles actually crash into buildings in the Seattle area. It happened more than a hundred times last year, so almost twice every two, uh, twice a week. And these are situations that can really damage buildings, they can cause injuries and deaths, but they're not really tracked all that well. It's an interesting story. David's got some details on that too, and we're bringing you the whole deal here on Seattle News Views and Brews. And we're very glad that you're able to help us with this podcast. If you can help out on Patreon, make sure you do that. It's Seattle News Views and Brews. Also, make sure you follow us. Check me out on Twitter at Callinan Seattle. Love to connect with you there. And Trey, I will see you soon. Thanks for having me.
1: Always a pleasure, Brian. And, you know, these are the issues that I think so many of us care about. We need to know what's going on. Anytime that we can be informed and also inform our, you know, representatives, our council members, you know, folks that are representing us uh, at various levels of government, it's important that we share our voices. So, of course, you know, these issues are near and dear to my heart. When you're talking about social housing measure, you know, uh, people have to first understand Understand what is a PDA, right? What is a Public Development Authority? What do they do? How would they actually enact social housing? I think there's a lot of questions, but I'm excited to see that you know folks are not allowing maybe a lack of information to deter them from saying yes. If there's another way that we can you know think about this housing crisis we have here, uh, let's allow social housing to come in. So it's good to hear those early numbers on the vote. You know, this is something that I do think is you know crime for Seattle. Of course, where the housing goes is always going to be the question. We can never have more land, right? Uh, So it's about repurposing in a lot of instances, but this is going to be exciting to see how this unfolds. I'm glad you and David are on that issue uh, tonight. Also, you know, when we talk about the rise in crime, uh, this is something that is, you know, for a lot of people, they're experiencing this. They're experiencing the rise in shootings and violent crimes. They're experiencing, uh, you know, family members being connected or being accosted. Like we're seeing it like, you know, whether it's shootings and people are being murdered or killed uh, or it's, you know, other issues around robberies. We're seeing just a lot of uh, crimes around this kind of survivalist mentality too um, So, you know As things become more and more expensive And uh, less and less affordable All at the same time You know, it's it's one of those things Where it's unfortunate that we see A lot of times in data Will showcase certain spikes Are due to other spikes uh, in, in affordability uh, Just in general But the fact that crimes are rising This is going to be something Chief Diaz uh, is going to really Have to think about here In terms of what kind of approaches can the police take? You know, what kind of approaches can community take? And when we were talking uh, with Sade Smith just last week, you know, she was dropping some statistics that were alarming. I mean, I had people reaching out to me after the show, like, yo, I can't believe this. And we need Sade on more. And it's because You know, we think ultimately maybe more police will mean less crime, and we're not seeing that correlation. So it's going to be interesting to see how Chief Diaz takes this uh, information and what the police are going to do about it. But it also is one of those things where I always say, you know, when we do invest in certain, uh, you know, strategies and approaches that we see working on the ground, we actually get to experience the benefits of all of that work from a community perspective and. You know, a lot of times, you know, community-based organizations work uh, because they are from the communities they serve, right? They are, uh, you know, residents of that community. They have deep history in those communities. A lot of the executive directors that we see at a grassroots level, they come from the communities they serve. And so the credibility and the relationship uh, that they have with community members by far exceeds what outside entities are able to attain. And this is why the solutions that are crafted from grassroots levels work because the people are already engaged with that organization. There's relationship and there's trust that has been built. And so, uh, you know, we need to be scaling up these solutions. You know, some of the things that Sade was alluding to was that there is a need for reinvestment in community that really allows people to care for their community members in a holistic way, which will actually drive down crime. And this is not a notion that is new, right? Uh, This is something that's being experienced in other parts of the world, and we need to catch up to that here in the States. So uh glad you and David are on it tonight, Brian. As always, y'all, tune in tonight, 7 p.m., Seattle News, Views and Brews. Make sure you are engaged in what's going on around your city. Well, After this short break, I'm excited. We're going to be sharing a couple of different business opportunities for y'all to become customers in. I can't wait. Stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. What's up, everybody? Trey Holiday here, and I'm so excited that Converge Media is doing a Black History Month takeover at the iconic Sankofa Theater. That's right, we're gonna be looking back to look forward in this amazing space as we curate our own segments of Black History with our friends there at Sankofa Theater. Shout out to our partners, Friends of Waterfront Seattle, the Elite Collective, and the Vita Agency for joining us on this amazing journey. Of course, the whole Converge family is gonna be in the building. February 20th through the 24th. Y'all do not want to miss these segments. Join us and can't wait to see you there.
3: COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's Washington
2: this winter, Seattle Opera presents the world premiere of A Thousand Splendid Sons. Based on the best-selling novel by Khaled Hosseini. this new opera tells the breathtaking story of two Afghan women brought together under the brutal Taliban rule. There has never been a more important time for this story to be on stage. Make this world premiere part of your plans today. Don't miss A Thousand Splendid Sons, February 25th through March 11th at McCall Hall. Details at seattleopera.org.
1: What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots. And this time I even got a coat. Yeah, No, you did walk in without a coat. I'm glad you found one. But (laughs) their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because of course I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basa wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please deck them out. Where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Oh my goodness, it's been so great to see all these amazing segments come out. And of course, utilizing this show to share and uplift these stories. We also have to make sure y'all don't forget about Washington Homeowner Assistance Fund. That's right, Washington half is still giving out money to homeowners out there who are needing it right now. Make sure you guys call the hotline, one 894 467 663. Uh get that intake, you know, I I checked it out. I wanted to go through the process, see what was necessary. Uh when it comes to like what does it look like? They only ask you some simple questions uh about, you know, hey, why are you delinquent? What does it look like? So, I wanted to walk through the process to be able to share that with y'all. Then trust and believe, I got with somebody who was so caring for me that they were like, "No, look, I will be on the call with you as you have to make other calls." to gather some of the information they need. So when they talk about taking a very personalized approach, they do that all, holistically, 100%. Um, you will get with a trusted resource who can really help guide you throughout the process. So if you are, you know, one of those homeowners who find yourself really needing the assistance, uh, they do cover, you know, a uh, past due mortgage uh, for those in uh, condos, or if you have HOA fees, they could also cover that as well. Make sure y'all check out Washington. Half. Well, I'm excited because, you know, I got to uh, enjoy this amazing restaurant before I was vegan. And I'm telling y'all, their barbecue is on point. Let's check out Lil Red's.
0: My name is Erasto Red Jackson. And hey, y'all, we're about to take y'all through Lil Red's takeout and catering. We are a barbecue restaurant. Uh, A lot of people drive by, they see the uh, Jamaican flag in the window, um, but they also don't see the American flag. And What's more American than barbecue? But we also do Jamaican food here, some Jamaican food, and we also do some soul food here. So it's kind of a variety, but we are predominantly a barbecue restaurant. I started selling food out of the back of my station wagon and uh, driving around to different barbershops, and it just grew from there. And then uh, once uh, a lot of the restaurants in the community started uh, closing down like Silver Fork and Miss Helen's and a few other restaurants, I'm like, well, we need food in the community. So I got an opportunity to uh, open up my restaurant here in this building, and I took it. I always wanted to be that little hole in the wall uh, in the city. You know, when you travel, uh, some of your best foods comes from those little hole in the wall uh, restaurants community around here in the Rainier Valley and in uh, Columbia City, you know, the the people that come in here, they, you know, they support us very well. You know, I, we, I feel like we put out a good product. I feel like we treat our customers right. And I mean, if you do things the right way, people are going to take care of it. I'm biased, you know, I came up with a menu. So I think everything on my menu is a must have. Um, but, you know, people seem to like, uh, you know, as far as meats, they seem to love the oxtails. Uh, They seem to love the brisket and the burn-ins, you know, ribs, uh, sides, they love the greens, the macaroni and cheese, the garlic mashed potatoes, the yams. Um, You notice I'm going through the entire menu, (laughs) so as I said, I'm pretty biased about uh, everything that we put out because I cook everything with love. When you have homeless people uh, in the community, you know, they usually ask for money. Um, I've never been one to give money, you know but who am I to have a restaurant and say that I can't feed you? So people know that they can come in here and they can just get a free plate of food whenever they're hungry. Um, That's one thing that uh, we're really proud of doing here and uh, we're gonna continue to do that. In the food industry, people wanna put a name and a face with the product that they're eating. You know, Lil Red's is the name of my business, you know. As you can see, I'm not the smallest guy in the world, you know, so it's kind of a play on words. My wife's name is Lilith Anderson. You know, we call her Lil. So that's where we get it from, Lil Red's. So being that we are a family business, you know, in the community, it's important for me to be the family man that's in the community working and serving the people. I'm definitely seeing more and more uh, black restaurants coming into the uh, central and area, central and south end. Um, I haven't had a time to come out and try everybody yet, but that's definitely my goal. Um, but, you know, I, the community needs us, you know, and as far as culture and food and everything else. So it's good to see that everybody, you know, is coming back and, you know, feeding the community, so to speak. So make sure you come and check us out here at Lil Red's. We're at 4225 Rainier Avenue South in the old Mondo's Meats building just north of the uh, Rainier and Genesee.
1: Yes, shout out to Little Red's. And, you know, this is the, the story of so many of our beloved restaurants closing. And he and his family saying, OK, we need to step up into this void. Uh, I just love hearing that story, and oftentimes, if you travel up to any city in the world, you will find that there are small hole-in-the-wall spots all over the place that are jam-packed. Either sometimes lines down the block, especially when they do some specials, and everybody in the community knows. Uh, but you know, Little Red's is there for all of us. If you have not tried Little Red's, I promise you will not be disappointed. And I love how he said he was biased about everything. Because because it all is good. I have tried the food, all of it, um, and so good. So if you are looking for that barbecue fix, you know, I, I was crushed, me and my entire family, when Home a Good Barbecue closed down. We were just like distraught, right? Because we grew up eating that. It was such a pillar of my childhood. And I was so excited when I tried Little Reds because the barbecue sauce is not the same as Homewood's Good, but it, but it is very good in its own right. And I was like, all right, when I have my barbecue you know, cravings, I know where to go. It's Little Reds. So if you haven't been to Little Reds, make sure y'all hit them up. Uh, You know, go in there, say hi, let them know Converge sent you and get some loving food from Lil Red's. Uh, Also, y'all, we see that there's a wide variety of amazing businesses that are popping up. And as we work to get healthy, you know, sometimes we need a juice to do that. I'm excited because Converge was also on the scene to check out Central Area Cafe. Check them out.
3: Hi, my name is Bridget Johnson. Welcome to the Central Cafe and Juice Bar. The Central Cafe and Juice Bar is all about bringing healthy, fresh, natural food to the central area. We pride ourselves on serving our community, especially Garfield High School, which I am an alumni, and the Nova uh, High School across the street. So we love having the students in during the week. We make everything from scratch from the Central Cafe here. Like today, we have a seafood jambalaya. Non-pork, just beef, chicken, and shrimp. And we make all of our uh, soup, our sandwiches, you know, fresh every day. And that's what I think, I believe, healthy food is. Making it from scratch, not all the preservatives. There's a need for more options. You know, I, I don't feel that there's a lot of restaurants in the area that serves, you know, the students' lunch items, and so going to Garfield, we all we could do is eat at the in the lunchroom. And we didn't get to go off campus and go sit at a, a, you know, different coffee shop. And so when I decided where I wanted my business, I live in the central area. I wanted to be able to walk to work and I wanted to be, be able to give those choices to the students so that they could come in here, eat, enjoy a great meal and go on back to school. We opened right during the pandemic. You know, one month into the pandemic, we opened our door. But you know, I always say it was a blessing it was a blessing because people were stuck inside. We remained open because we had our to-go window put in and people didn't have that many choices that were open. So they had to give us a chance and then they realized they loved us. So I built my, you know, following from the pandemic and they remained with us because we've been consistent and staying open and offering them the things that they wanted. My thing about being positive is I try to share that with the community. I want them to come in and feel the warmth, feel that we care, feel that we know them by name. I want them to know us by name. You know, you talk to people, see what kind of things you know they're into, and uh, we've done school drives with the backpacks. You know, we know the you know, community is hurting out here. Uh, everybody's going through a hard time, and we're just trying to figure out how we can help, how we can facilitate, you know, like getting the backpacks, working with other organizations, you know, getting donations. Make bread pudding uh, different flavor every week, which is, I mean, if you haven't had bread pudding, you don't know what's happening. Okay, and I would say in our smoothies, I would say the Carrot in Paradise, it's the only one with the vegetable being the uh, juice, um, instead of a fruit juice, it's very delicious. Um, oh, and my new drink, I'm turning it all around, uh, it's called uh, the Lavish Lavender Espresso, and it is so delicious. I want people to know that they could come in here and uh, be welcomed and find something delicious. And like I say, we're all about positivity. That's why you see my my quote board, that changes on you know how we're feeling monthly, but we want to put that out there. You know, your thoughts create your destiny. And so you have to have those positive thoughts, especially with all the negativity going on, uh, you know, in the world right now, you know? you have to have a positive
1: spot. You most definitely have to have a positive spot. And I love that Central Cafe is right there. I have been there many times, held meetings there, met friends there. Uh, it is one of those go-to spots. And I wish it was there when I was at Garfield, because I sure would have been walking right over there to get me a fresh juice and a sandwich. Uh, I love that they also have vegan options. I, you know, Y'all know now, y'all are hearing it from me all the time. But when a place really does say, look, we have to open up our menu, items. We you know, we want to make sure that we have something for everyone here. Central Cafe does that. In the juices, sandwiches, everything is good. Everything I've had there is very good. So, I might have to be there to try the lavish lavender cafe. Uh it sounds like the 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 latte. I might have to try that out uh and see if, you know, that's something that suits my palate. But of course, these are just opportunities for y'all to now know about these amazing spaces. If you haven't ever been to Central Cafe, go check them out right there on Cherry, y'all. It is a great vibe, great energy. Uh, it's an amazing location. And kudos to them and their entire team for sticking it out through the pandemic. And for y'all that have been the patrons of this business, you know, to help support them during the pandemic and until and now. I mean, it's a beautiful... beautiful... Beautiful thing to hear that story of how they were able to build relationships with folks during the pandemic, and she is so right. So many places were shut down, and so I love hearing that they stayed open. They stayed, you know, committed to providing great quality products for the community, and it's a beautiful place to go. visit. so, if you haven't checked it out, make sure y'all do. That's two spots for y'all today. Y'all got Little Reds in South Seattle. You got Central Cafe right there in the CD. Go check out these amazing businesses, become a customer, become a friend, you know, right? That's what these spaces are. They remind me of all of the spaces we had in the Central District in South End during my childhood, the the places that I knew I could go. My parents and my grandmother, everybody knew the owners. They knew what was going on. They knew the stories. That's because we stayed connected and relationships are so key. So not only can you become a customer of these spaces, but become a friend of these spaces and share them. When you have people coming into town, hey, go to Little Red's. Hey, go to Central Cafe. Try some local options to keep these businesses thriving well. I get to wrap up all this beautiful nature right after this short break. Y'all stay tuned. You're watching the day with Trey.
3: What up, y'all? T-Dub here, as always, bringing you the news and art funding and opportunities. This year's Four Culture Project grants are live now. And here's what you need to know to apply. Four Culture Project grants fund cultural activities and projects throughout King County. If you are an individual or group with arts, heritage or preservation at its core, then this funding is for you. And if you're new to the grant application process, 4Culture hosts virtual workshops and has a team of grant managers ready to assist you in the process. The deadline to apply is March 23rd. Head over
1: to 4 for more. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to thank y'all for rocking with me in my home studio today. I am so grateful for the work of this team here at Converge, being on the ground to help spotlight and share these amazing businesses. And of course, their opportunities for us to be engaged in our community uh, and be supporters, be patrons, be customers, become friends, build relationships, all the things uh, at these amazing spaces in our community. And of course, the stories of both Central Cafe and Little Reds are inspiring. Make sure y'all go check out Little Reds and Central Cafe, uh, become a patron and a customer. But the thing is, is be inspired by their story as well. Of course, I'm inspired. I want y'all to be inspired to figure out the ways for you to see your Yourself as a part of the solution as Central Cafe and Little Reds has done. And for me, y'all, until tomorrow at 11
3: a.m. Peace. <laughs>